Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about the latest promotion at Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos in Blackhawk. In their last promotion, they gave away a Tesla, and they said, you know what? We're just going to do it again. Pretty cool, huh? Gas price is high. Why not drive an electric car? The thing hauls ass. I can tell you firsthand that thing hauls ass and it's fun to drive. But if you don't want it, no problem. They're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. That's the way they do it at Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos. Get final centuries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming players points. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos, besides great promotions, they have amazing giveaways, okay? Daily cash drawings, really loose slots. They can't say it, I can. And a sports book and great food. What else do you want, right? Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Terry, how are you? I'm doing fine. You missed quite a media barbecue. You're talking about the food or the uh, speeches after? Uh, actually, they flipped it around this year. So they had everybody talk first and then... They had lunch. Oh, they made you sit through the Q&A before you could get your hamburger. So ask me what I had So that lunch. probably means that in the past years, there were many members of the freeloading media who ate and then left. Possibly. Ask me what I had. What did you have? Nothing. Why not? I don't like to eat at those things. Plus, I had to go back home and I had to work. So I, have, I had my own lunch at home and I was totally fine. What did you have at that. home? Uh, I just had a, a turkey sandwich. Uh, with a little bit of Swiss, a little bit of bacon, some onion, some chips, and a salad. How's you know, that sound? Well, I, I think the first day of camp should be about togetherness. Yes. And bonding. Right. And everything else. So I think you should right. have eaten there. No. Well, I had to go because I had to prep for the show. That's what I had to do. I had work to do. Alex, he could have told us, and we could have gone and eaten for him. I would have taken the meal ticket. I do know somebody in the media that did show up just for lunch. And that person shall remain nameless. There, that, is, there is such a thing as a free lunch. Listen, when I used to cover the Kansas City Royals in the press box, it was free food. But that was back in like 1992. As the story goes, there was a photographer at one of the local Kansas City television stations. He brought his family there <laughs> for dinner. And then they started charging. With that, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Not a lot of news coming out of today's press conference. The guys who talked, George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, Cortland Sutton, and Justin Simmons. Here are some of the news of the day. Uh, George Payton asked about Russell Wilson, Bradley Chubb, their contracts. Uh, he said about both guys, you know what? 
we'll, we're going to try and get something done for sure, but we're not going to negotiate through the We're going to keep it in-house. Is That's what right. Said. And with the way George Payton got the Russell Wilson deal done, I've no doubt like Pierre Lacroix, they'll find a way to keep it in-house. That was absolutely amazing how long they kept that quiet and how they kept it quiet right up to the time they... They wanted it out. That's right. Also news today, Randy Gregory, Billy Turner, KJ Hamler, they're all going to start on the PUP list. If you don't know what PUP means, it means physically unable to perform list. Uh, Peyton says Gregory has looked good so far in the workouts that he's done. He expects him to be ready for the opener against the Seahawks. And even though guys are on the PUP list, unlike years ago, they can be activated any time during training camp. With that, we mentioned the guys that talked. And I think that Simmons may have done the best job of summing up about how the entire franchise feels about this upcoming season. So much buzz and excitement. And uh, I mean, it's really exciting. I know you get up. I mean, I know I've gotten up here every year and talked about how excited I am for the season and how, you know, I really feel confident and comfortable uh, with the group that we have going in. And um, like you said, you know, this year is just, I don't know, uh, just a little different than years prior. So um, I'm really excited for the year. I give him credit for actually giving us the under, letting us know he knows he said this before. Exactly. He said this before, but it's just a little different this year. He didn't try to start from square one and blow us away with smoke. He said that I've, I have been optimistic before, but this is just a little different. I, I buy into that completely. I say this with all due respect to you because you have done just about everything in this business. You have covered the NHL the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, at, a, at a very deep at a very deep level. Yes. Very deep level. However, in all fairness, you'd be the first one to say it. You have not covered the Broncos as a team, basic, not necessarily on a day-to-day basis, but being out there two, three, four times a week for a very long time. Correct. With that, I have. And I will tell you something. Here is what Cortland Sutton said today. We don't want to sneak into the playoffs. We want to host a playoff game, host a Lombardi trophy. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is over the last six seasons in which the Broncos have missed the playoffs, you never would have heard those words out of anyone's mouth. And to what Justin Simmons said, you knew when guys were talking a couple of years ago, They had to say the right things. I feel good about the season. I'm excited. I think we have a really good group here. I think we could do some really good things. But really, that's as far as the conversation went. They never brought up playoffs, championship, with any... First of all, they really never brought it up. But if they did, it was never with any type of conviction. This is different. It really is different this time around. You think it's all because of Russell Wilson? I think it's a combination. I think hiring Nathaniel Hackett, as opposed to having Vic Fangio in the building, Mm -hmm. Vic Fangio was not a people person. He'd probably be the first one to tell you that. Nathaniel Hackett is a guy who is a backslapper, wants to get to know you, likes to yuck it up, would love to have a beer with you. He better win, though. I understand that. That's the type of guy that he is. He's a very friendly, outgoing guy. So when you have the previous guy who likes to lock himself in a room, turn off the lights and watch film, as opposed to a guy who's really effusive, that it just pumps oxygen into the room. And then you bring in Russell Wilson. 
and he is as positive as it comes. Let's ride, Broncos country. You know, everything is positive, positive, positive. So when you had a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who many would say was a good leader, yes, and they and they li- and they liked him, not as a, a different type of guy than a Russell. He was Wilson. a better leader than he was a player. You can make that case for sure. But with Russell Wilson, you have both. And then with Nathaniel Hackett, it is such a complete opposite approach to coaching, to people skills than Vic Fangio had. You have, in one end with Nathaniel Hackett, on the right side, you have oxygen blowing into the room. And then with Russell Wilson on the other side, you have oxygen blowing into the room. That was apparent even today. No question about it. It's been apparent, honestly, since the day Russell Wilson got here. Is this a honeymoon period, though? At what point does the cynical media start asking tougher questions and stepping back and saying, you got to show us? I did ask a tough question today. And I think I may have asked one of the toughest questions. Yes, you did. And the answer to the question you will hear at 5 o'clock because it was something that you and I talked about. And what I said to him was, there were plenty of pictures that we saw on social media that you and your family went to Wembley Stadium to go see an Ed Sheeran concert. There were pictures with Russell Wilson and his wife. And what I said to him was, how much of a fine line is there between being a player's friend and being his head coach and boss? And he said, or do we have to wait until 5 o'clock? Well, this is the ultimate tease because you're going to hear the answer in 50 minutes. But that was a tough question. And I'm not suggesting I asked the toughest question at the press conference. That's not what I'm saying. It's off of what you and I have talked about on the show because you can make the case he is so effusive talking about Hackett that maybe he's going to get too close to the players. Your question was the closest it came to him having a slider on the black. Otherwise, there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, batting practice pitches. But you know what? If I'd been there, I would have done the same thing. This is kind of a stage setter. You know, there is no real feeling of let's just try to be the controversial questioner today. Right. One more thing. Let's get to this um, before we before we hit the break. And um, I'd like to quickly look at the pup list when you're after this. You want to look at the pup list? At the pup list. Would you like to do that? Yeah, after you're done. Oh, no, let's look at the pup list now. Okay, we'll get, I, I, we'll just thought, I, I thought it was really interesting the way Peyton really honed in on Gregory. About how I watched him working out outside my window. And uh, he, he looks really good. Expecting to be on the schedule for, on schedule for week one. I thought he almost went out of his way to be decisive at that point as if he was trying to quiet some doubts about Gregory, whether that was a good move or not. We'll see what happens to Gregory. I mean, you're going to pump everybody's tires. He said, and we'll talk about it in the next segment, he said, we want Bradley Chubb here for a very long time. He's really hard to block. And that's a really nice tease, because we'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. 
Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, so Peyton asked a lot of questions today. One of the first questions out of the box, contract extensions for Russell Wilson and Bradley Chubb. And when he was asked, he said everything is going to remain in-house. That's the way that he does business. Look at the way the Russell Wilson thing came together. It surprised everyone. It kind of reminds me of when Patrick, not Patrick, when Pierre Lacroix was the general manager of the Avalanche. Nothing got out of that building. With John Elway, when he was doing stuff, it was like a fire hose. (laughs) Everything got out of the building. With that. NFL source. With that, what do you think the Broncos should do about Wilson with an extension? He has two years left. And then you have Lamar Jackson who's coming up. Do you really want Lamar Jackson to set a new bar or do you want Wilson's contract done right now? I think you do it as fast as is practical. As soon as the new ownership is in place and operating and is, has the final say in everything. And also that's going to be in mid August. And you figure it'll drag on a little bit after that. That way you absolutely have the assurance that Russell Wilson's odometer has not immediately or spontaneously rolled over and that, yeah, this is the time to get him locked up. But there's no real, real, real rush, not because of the financial pressures that a, that a Jackson contract might set or because of the timetable. You, you, there's no, I don't think there's any real rush. I don't think this is, should be an ownership group that doesn't really need to worry about the benchmarks set by other people. Whatever, whatever the contract is suited for Russell Wilson should be the one given to him. And again, I'll come back to the point that I think we kind of stumbled through the initial part of the Russell Wilson contract story because I don't think his people ever came out and said, we want five years, $250 million. That was just kind of speculation on the part of writers looking at the benchmarks and the benchmarks that have been added to even since, even since then. I don't see a rush. I'd say with, with dispatch, as soon as you can get it done, but really setting the uh, setting the uh, boundary of you don't have to rush or panic into it. I haven't given this a lot of thought, but maybe you have some thoughts on this. I am wondering if it's going to be a contract extension or it's going to be an entirely new contract. Because if it's a contract extension, yes, for another five years, that puts him at about 40 years old. Let's see if he can play till 40. Then again, for the way he keeps himself in shape, you would think that he might be able to if that's what he wants to do. He's almost Brady-esque there already in, in terms of what you see. Right. So with that, if you give him an extension after not this year, but the year after, then you have room to make some then you have room to bring back some guys. Okay, that's number one. But number two is you put yourself in a situation where, A, you can sign some free agents, but also 
that cap is going to continue to go up and new deals are going to be coming in where more money is coming in to the NFL, which means more money is coming into the Broncos and that cap just really continues to climb. And I also wonder about if we went back five years, for example, and looked at quarterback contracts that were, that were signed in 2017, for example. I'll look it up for you. Keep talking, Terry. Because that shows how fast the benchmarks can change and how looking back, contracts look like bargains or, or, uh, or fiascos because that player did not turn out to live up to even that contract. You ready for but this? I'll bet, I'll, bet, I'll bet the numbers were quite, quite different in 2017, the high- which is the five-year window that we're talking about with Russell Wilson. The highest paid quarterback in 2017, when you look at this guy's salary, I'll tell you, <laughs> don't be cheating off my screen. But I'll show it to you. But what's interesting is when you look at the guy who is the highest paid quarterback in 2017, and can you look this up for me? What is the average salary, Alex, of a quarterback in today's NFL? What is the average salary starting of a starting quarterback in the NFL right now? Uh, thirty-three and a half million among the top ten quarterbacks. Yep. Thirty-three and a half amongst the top ten. Amongst top ten. Does it say anything about the average salary of a starting quarterback? Because this number right here, I think, is the average salary of a starting quarterback right now. Joe Flacco got the richest deal at that time, twenty-four point five million. I, I, that I'm is for several reasons. That is close to that is probably close to maybe a tick above what the average quarterback gets paid. So how should that affect that perspective, sense of perspective, affect bargaining or framing the deal with Wilson? Hold on, I'm looking some up. This is great radio, isn't it? At quarterback salaries, okay. These are quarterback salaries. Um, and in, where will where will he be in 2029? Well, no, I'm going to look up who's the 16th highest paid quarterback right now. Who's the so six- 16th highest is Tom Brady making 15 million. Ooh, okay, interesting. Tom Brady, huh? Isn't that funny? that's why that's why that's why I saw him at the bottom of the freeway ramp, getting off a rapaho, uh-huh. saying, "We'll work for food." The average. So right now, the well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I'll go fifteen, okay, just for fun. The fifteenth highest paid quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo at twenty-seven and a half. Because there's a huge drop off between Garoppolo and Brady. What's so, he what's he doing today? They told him not even to come to camp. Well, they took they what they said was that Trey Lance is going to be the guy, but then again, we knew that all along. Let's move to Bradley Chubb. George Payton does not seem to be the type of guy who BSs the media. He will tell you the truth. Now, he's not going to volunteer information either. But what he said about Bradley Chubb, I found to be interesting. Number one, he and Hackett both gushed over Chubb. Payton and Hackett gushed over Chubb, saying he's had an incredible offseason. And then added, we want Bradley here for a long time time with that knowing his injury history knowing there could be a substantial cost if he has a great season knowing that they just drafted 
okay, Benito, Benito, knowing that they just brought in a pretty decently priced free agent in Gregory, do they really want him here for a long time? They want Benito to play, yeah, right? They want Gregory to play. Are they really going to spend all that money on Chubb if Russell Wilson's going to have a new deal? Well, they were very, you were right. They were very gushing about Chubb, and Hackett said it emphasized in many different ways. It's hard to block him. And I, I almost feel like it's the same thing with, with Gregory, that they're kind of going out of their way to reinforce the idea that this guy still will be and can be very, very, very productive. And they're almost bending over backwards to do it. And I, but I believe they believe it. I just think they've talked themselves into it a little bit. I think they're saying the right things. I mean, what else are you going to say? He didn't have to come out and say, though, we want Bradley here for a very long time. <clears throat> but I'm looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, when you eventually pay Russell Wilson again, is it going to be an extension? Seven years or five years is the question. For you talking about for Wilson. Yeah, if you give him a five-year extension, that's seven years from now. If you if you give him a five-year, new five-year contract. If you give him a that's new contract. Right, you give him a new contract, rip up the old one, give him a new one. Now suddenly you're on the hook anywhere between 46 and 50 million a year. That's not what you're going to pay him next season. Because the benchmark will have gone up. Well, no, because he's under contract. So right I mean, now, but if if you were negotiating a, a new deal with him then. Yeah, so the question is is it going to be an extension or is it going to be a brand new deal? <laughs> so so right now, you know what he's you know what he's on the cap for? His cap hit is twenty four million. Next year's twenty seven million. How good does that look for your starting quarterback? You could do a lot of different things if your starting quarterback is only making twenty seven million next season. But if you tear up the deal and get a new one, then it, his his cap number will be much more than 20, oh, that's 24 my, and 27. That's my point. I mean, you, the, you tear that up, you, you tear up the final two years of his deal, or at least the final year of his You're not going to tear up the final two years of his deal unless you get the deal done before right the start now, of the season, yeah. right? So let's say they get it. Let's say they get it done before the start of the season. You tear up the final two years, and now instead of paying him $24 million this year, you're paying him in the neighborhood of about $47, 48000000 million. Now you've just doubled it. How do you bring back Bradley Chubb? You probably now, could. Now, I know you can find a way to be creative with you know, signing bonuses and things like that. But you have Benito, who you just drafted. It, it, you just spent a lot of money on Gregory. It's easier to do that in the, in the uh, NHL. I mean, in the N NFL than the NHL. And the NBA's yeah, because there's a hard cap, and the NBA's cap is a joke with all the exceptions. Right, but I'm kind of smiling smugly because we're talking about something that's not even possible in hockey. Your contract is your contract. Yeah, but we're not talking about hockey. I know we're talking about saying, football. I'm saying yeah, I think it's interesting the differences in the sports now, as the CBAs have, have been promulgated, and the uh, hard cap is different in each league. Coming up after the break, we're going to get off the Broncos just for a second because to me this is news. Kyler Murray has a new contract. Everybody knows that. But you know the clause that was put in there? Are you familiar with what they want him to do? And they'll pay him to do it. They're going to pay him to do something that he should be doing anyway, but they don't trust him to do it. What is it? That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. All right, Kyler Murray has a new contract, and that's good news for Russell Wilson because the bar, you can make the case, keeps going higher and higher for what his salary is going to be. But one thing that is in Murray's contract, I can promise you, will not be in Russell Wilson's contract. And Murray's contract includes a clause that requires him to study film for four hours per week during the season to stay in compliance with the new deal. The clause is labeled, quote, independent study addendum. Now, some people might be saying, how are they going to know if he is actually studying his film? Well, here's your answer, because I found this out a long time ago (laughs) about Colin Kaepernick, and this was an Achilles heel for Colin Kaepernick, having nothing to do with the kneeling or anything else. Colin Kaepernick, from what I was told by somebody inside the 49ers organization, he was not a big fan of film study either, but because film study is now done on iPads, they can track it when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. They know when you are actually studying film. And for Colin Kaepernick, he wasn't studying film a lot. So now they can track it with Kyler Murray with that. Would you sign Murray knowing to this type of deal? And it's a big deal. Five they, years, $230.5 million. He's now the second highest paid quarterback in the league. And remember, he told the New York Times, and this is unbelievable to me, what an arrogant, cocky, excuse me for saying this, ignorant kid said he doesn't spend extensive time watching film because he's, quote, blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and see things before it happens. Wow. That's that's impressive. That's what an arrogant quarterback will believe. The guy who believes his talent is so transcendent that that's what makes it happen. Not adjusting or even fine tuning anything as the play goes or before the play, knowing what you need to do. Yeah. It's the, it's the height of arrogance, but I, I, I don't understand this clause though. I would, I would uh, rather than, publicly embarrass him and excoriate him this way i would i would say but we expect you to do this and we will find a way to enforce it well they didn't well the arizona cardinals didn't release this somebody intentionally probably inside the organization leaked it because they wanted everybody to know what kind of kid oh he was. i think they they know everything in a contract is going to be leaked i don't i don't agree with that wait, wait think say they, it again i think the cardinals knew that this would become public I don't think they had a problem with this becoming public. What I'm saying, though, is this wasn't in a press release. No. Right. I don't think they had a problem, honestly, with this coming out. But his arrogance is that he believes he has that transcendent talent that, that overcomes the actual breaking down of a play or the, or the, uh, the complete second-by-second movement in every play. It's, it's his instinct, as he said. It's his sheer ability, as he said. Mm-hmm. 
and that that is the height of arrogance but there it's also make it it makes sense but i, I think having it in the contract is but it's more of an insult than it's an incentive you have to put it in there don't you I don't know. You can't give a guy all that money. What What do you think if you're one of his teammates? You think, well, it's good that they're making him do that, or you think, God, they got to make him do that? No, they're thinking, I'm glad they're making him do that. Here's the thing: you have that's to. That's the guy you want to you want leading and fo- you want to follow. Well, here's the problem. The problem is you spent the first overall pick in the draft on him. You know how important the quarterback position is. You know how talented physically talented he is you're not going to start all over again looking for another quarterback you're not going to start all over again you're hoping that maybe something clicks with this kid that maybe he gets interested in studying film but why would you give him 230.5 million dollars over five years if that's what you believe the kind of the kind of the kind of propping up that needs to be done with him because the other option is kind of letting him go and then starting all over again. They're hoping that maybe by studying film, he'll see the value in it. I'm with you that I don't want to have to tell a guy that he needs to actually study film. The greatest quarterbacks of all time studied film. Okay. And the top two in my mind are Brady and Manning. And they are guys who are slaves to the film room. That's why they're so good. Dan Marino, all kinds of physical talent. I'm not suggesting for a minute he didn't study film. So please don't take it that way. But we know with Brady and with Manning, that's who they were. That's who they were. And neither of them had the physical gifts that Kyler Murray has. And oh, by the way, if you're wondering about Patrick Mahomes, he has a gift too. And it happens to be the same gift that Peyton Manning has. He has a photographic memory. So for a Patrick Mahomes to study film, that's a good thing. He just remembers it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know the story about Peyton Manning the first day he walked into the building? Not the first day, no. First day he walked into the building. This is truly breathtaking. So Peyton Manning has a photographic memory as well. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before much, he, much like yours. No. Well, in, in, in some ways, in some ways, yes. In some ways, yes. When it comes to reading text that is nonfiction, mm-hmm. I just absorb it, but not nonfiction, but not regular I'll fiction. I have to get you my nonfiction book. Okay, please do. With that, the, as the story goes, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am, I was told that Peyton Manning asked for the Broncos media guide before he walked in the doors at Dove Valley, and he went page by page, and he walked down the hallway. And he looked and he said, hi, Alex, I'm Peyton Manning. And you're a low-level whatever, Alex. Hi, Alex. I'm Terry Fry. Making everybody feel important. You got it. That's the way, because he has that memory. Think about this for a second. You are a low-level person in the Broncos organization. Peyton Manning walks up to you and says, hi, Alex, I'm Peyton Manning. Like he needs to introduce himself and puts out his hand to shake your hand. That's what he's like with the playbook as well. So you look at a guy like Kyler Murray. Yes, it it, it would concern me greatly that this guy doesn't have the the, the word that I the words that I would use is he doesn't have the intellectual curiosity to take advantage of the opportunities which are film to get better. That concerns me. However, the other option is starting all over again.
can he at just, the quarterback position. Can he just turn the iPad on and walk away? I suppose he can. I'm sure there are little tricks and ways around it. However, I'm guessing when the play stops, the play stops, and I'm yeah. sure there are ways to track that as well. I don't think it's a good situation either way. You're telling him you need to study defenses more. And what he's saying is I can walk on the field and see a defense and figure it out. I got news for you, Kyler. You're wrong. This isn't baseball where all you have to do is know the difference between a curveball and a fastball. Now, maybe this will seem I'm getting off track, but I'll come back to the main point. When I hear coaches say, well, we work, we work 20 hours a day looking at film and doing this and doing that. We sleep in the office. That's absolutely moronic. It's stupid because the the uh, progression in the film in the film part of football, the tape, the digital, the breakdowns, it is so much easier to do that now than it was, say, 20, 30 years ago. Coaches, coaches who tell you they need to be there for 18 hours a day. Well, a lot of them aren't because they're, they were working with actual film back then, and now you have iPads, That's and they're, they're, they're a That's lot faster. That's what I'm saying. But nobody saying, says that now. Oh, they... Who says that? Oh, now? I hear coaches talking all the time. 18 hours? Nobody says that. I, I'm exaggerating oh, okay. on the actual yeah. point of time. But the fact is, you don't need you don't need to do that anymore. Here's This is what I would say. And, and I would say that about quarterbacks, too, in the sense that they're saying four hours a day for Murray. I don't know what the right figure is. Should be higher than that anyway. Probably. Yeah, it's a baby steps. But you're, pu- you're putting it in a contract. Let's say it becomes somehow becomes pro forma for all NFL quarterbacks' contracts. Can you imagine that clause in Peyton Manning's contract? You'd laugh it out, but at least you could say, well, it's got to be in every NFL quarterback's contract. Well, well, you know what? What you're saying to Kyler Murray is, I don't trust you. Correct. Okay. And you know what? I don't think they do trust him. And well, I don't, Then why do you pay him $230 million? That just seems be, so contradictory Because Because you're banking on the fact that with all that talent, maybe the light bulb will go on in his head. Maybe it won't, but you don't want to start all over and draft another quarterback. Okay, here, the other way you get his attention to have some kind of bonus clause. Is that is that legal in the NFL CBA? Well, yeah. They have you, a bonus clause for sure, watching, all kinds of bonuses. For watching four hours of video. You shouldn't have to tell a player that. The, 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 the kid, here, here's, here's this, if Kyler Murray But that's, that's the way, quote, kids think today is. Well, no, that's reward not Reward them in it with a clause. No, that that's not true. Hold the carrot out oh, there. Well, you know what? That's not the way it is with Patrick Mahomes or probably Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. That's the way it is with him. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is with him. This is what I would say to Kyler Murphy sitting across the table from me. By not watching film, you can't tell me tendencies. But you're telling me you are the you are the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. We've rewarded you with that, but we're also coming back and saying you're an idiot. I, I'm they didn't say he's an idiot. They said he needs to study more film to become better. He's football. I, I, apparently, he doesn't think he does. But if he wants, he, here's the thing. Does he want to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Because if he does, he's going to have to study film. If he just wants to get by and go by on talent, and then eventually when he gets older and those talents erode, I mean, you hear it all the time with older quarterbacks like a Rich Gannon mm-hmm. is a great example. The older you get, the smarter you get. You, you're not just working hard. You're working smart. Kyler Murray has a lot of talent. He could do a lot of different things, but he but he can't tell tendencies if he's not watching film because that's what watching film is. You see a play, and then you saw them do the same thing 
five, six times in two separate games. You're like, now I know what it's going to be. Don't tell me you have a gut instinct or a crystal ball where you can tell me what the play is. Because you know what? If you could do that, jackass, then you'd have a quarterback rating of about 150. But they've sent him such a mixed message here. It's not a mixed message. No, I don't think. I think it is. Okay. We got to hit a break. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have decided on a starting quarterback. We'll discuss that further. And a chess-playing robot was in the news for the wrong reasons. That's all next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. If you're looking for something great to do this weekend, highly recommend you go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. They have live music every Friday and Saturday, no cover. If you like to play pool, you don't have to settle for one pool table. They have a pool hall. They have 15 tables and easily the best happy hour on the planet. Don't believe me? My guy Chad is going to tell you all about it. How are you, my friend? I am good. How are you guys doing today? All right, so let's talk about not only your happy hour, but you have a late night happy hour coming up as well. Tell us about that. We do. Tuesday nights and Sunday nights from 9 o'clock to close, both days, we do our two-for-one happy hour uh, on wine well and all draft beers from 9 to close, Tuesday and Sunday. How'd you pick those days? Uh, just, you know, we like Sunday is kind of more of a service industry thing. A lot of the workers make uh, restaurant workers around the area work a long weekend and want to get out Sunday night and before they start their work week back up. And it's always a good night to get people in the bar. It's kind of a slower night for us for Sundays. And it's always a good draw to get people in the bar. And we do karaoke Sunday nights as well. Um, what do you like to sing? Uh, nothing. I, I don't have enough beer in me to sing at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, football season. Is coming yes. up. A uh, training camp opened today, not practice, but you know, guys reported today. What kind of specials are you going to have during the Bronco season? During the AV season, you have two for one, I believe, on Stella pitchers. What do we you did? Go ahead. Yeah, we did the Stella pitchers and we did Avalanche pitchers. We'll we'll get back to that. But for football season, we do two for one Bud Light drafts all day on Sunday, any time of the day, all day long, from open till close. It's two for one on Bud Light drafts. And that's our promo for football season. We are excited to have football back in another less than 50 days. And I'm sure you are thrilled to see what your guy Trey Lance can do because you're a big 49ers fan. And the question is, will you be going to the game against the Broncos? I will be going to the game. I have a lot of friends who have invited me. And uh, I have not picked a friend yet to go to a game with, to go to the game with, but I will be at that game, yes. If I invited you, would you come with me? I would probably go with you. You're such a liar. I would track you down at the very least. No, you know what you'd say? Where are the tickets? That's who you are. No, no, I would not. Whoa, whoa. I'm in section 532. That's fine. You sure? Yes. 
You want to be closer to God? Is that is that I'm, the reason? I'm not that guy. I don't need to be right there on the field. You just want to be next to me. <laughs> is Mandy going? Uh, no, she has She doesn't no, really follow well, football. No, so then, just be. Then me I'll go you. with I'll go with some other people and I'll come track you down. I uh, want okay. to hang out with Mandy. So. I'll, I'll I'll be in the press box anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Tell us about your live uh, live music this weekend. Uh, we have Brass Attack Band playing this weekend. They are like a four or five piece horn section, lead singer, drums, all the accompaniments that come with it. Really good, really good horn. I love having a horn section band in this bar. It sounds amazing. And uh, in uh, August, we're going to have a couple more R&B bands coming in, Latin Soul, Chasing the Dream, a couple good local uh, rock bands as well throughout the month of August. I know you just so got. Be I know you just got band. back from uh, New York, and apparently yeah. you have a complaint with the airline. You know, here's my question to you. I asked this to both you and Terry. Okay. If they want to seat people quicker, they want to get people on the planes, get off, get away from the gate quicker. So if you are not tall enough, and I'm not talking about an eight-year-old who's traveling with their parents, but if you're a grown human over the age of 21 and you are not tall enough, male or female, to put your baggage in the overhead compartment, then I feel you should be required to check your bag. You're going to punish someone for being vertically challenged? Not punish. Yes, it's you are. Because now you're forcing them to wait at the baggage claim because they're not tall enough. You, that, that is very insensitive. But doesn't it allow people to get board the plane quicker when they don't have to stop and look around for someone to help put their bag up? And then when they get off the plane, they have to look around and have somebody help them get it because they can't reach up there and get it? We're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> That's I terrible. in with my pet peeve? Yeah, what's your pet peeve? My pet Terry? peeve is I check a bag. I have a backpack with my computer and stuff in it. So my bag sure. is checked. I get on the plane. I put my bag in the overhead bin, mm-hmm. and the steward, the flight attendant, oh, almost slipped there. Flight attendant Ooh. says seventy-eight times, "Please put your backpacks and smaller items under the seat in front of you, so everybody can put their carry-ons that are roughly the size of Montana in the overhead bin." And I said, "That's why I paid to check a bag so I can have my backpack in the overhead bin and not under my feet." That's my pet peeve. Chad, how do people find uh, Greenfields? They can go online, find us on Facebook. They can find us on Instagram at uh, greenfieldsbar.com. Okay, listen, next time uh, you and I travel together, yeah. I, w- I will put the bag up there for you. Oh, no, you know me. I'm a big guy. If they required me to get two seats, I would do it. But I squeeze into one every time. No complaints. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not I'm even just, going there. It, it was a little annoying last night. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon, pal. All right, see you guys. Have All a right. good show. Thanks. Bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, at the Moscow Open Chess Tournament, a chess playing robot grabbed and broke the finger of its seven-year-old opponent for moving too early. I realize chess is in the contact sport and there are no such thing as chess enforcers. Uh, Do you guys have any reaction to this robot breaking a seven-year-old's finger during a game of chess? Bobby Fischer was just as bad when he was playing. Yeah, but he didn't jump over the table with somebody and attack him. He probably did. I done pull that plug. That's what I would do. I done pull the plug and I I would take a sledgehammer to him. Whoever programmed that thing, shame on them. 
That's what I say. Honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. You can't go, can't no, go further that's on. That's just stupid. Uh, Aaron Rodgers showed up to training camp as Nick Cage from the 1997 movie Con Air with his long, slicked back hair, uh, white, t- white tank top, and blue jeans. What'd you think of his wardrobe choice as he showed up to camp? He can wear whatever he wants as long as he gets vaccinated. Oh, I'll, I'll put it uh, a different way. Um, for a guy who claims he doesn't like a lot of attention, apparently he does. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. When you buy a car, you're going to want to take it for a test drive. So if you're going to buy, I don't know, an induction stove, you're going to buy a Viking range. I mean, those things are great to cook on. Feel what it's like to cook on it, right? Can't do that at the big box stores. You can look, and then you got to make a decision. Again, you buy a car, you want to take it for a test drive. When you have so many cool appliances out there, man, feel it out, touch it, use it, and it's going to be a whole new world for you. You can only do that at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, I had a chance to ask Nathaniel Hackett something that you and I have talked about on the show more than a few times, Terry, and that is... He's a guy who's a he's a backslapper. He's an effusive guy. He has now gotten together with uh, Russell Wilson and his wife uh, for a concert. Is there a problem potentially with being too close with your players, being friendly with your players? You're going to really like his answer. That next. I gave up on your dreams alone. 